Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to Live Mike. Of course, this is episode number 172 here on KSL News Radio. Let me ask you a question. Which, which of all the Bill of Rights is the most important? Do, do, do you have a favorite? Of all, the, of all the Bill of Rights, of all ten amendments in the Bill of Rights, which to you is the most important? Is there a way to note? Are they they're numbered, right? So uh, that should be an indication of their order of importance. Is that right? No, no, it's not. I used to think so when I was growing up. I thought, uh, well, speech and religion those sound very, very important. That they must be the most important, and that's why they are number one. And as I came to understand the Second Amendment uh, being intended for much more than just hunting and uh, personal protection, but also protection against tyranny. And an oppressive government, I thought, okay, well, all right, after, after religion, I could see how that could come next. Yeah, that's all right, all right. And as I worked my way uh, down the list, I, I decided that, okay, yeah, it all makes sense. But then, you know, as I became a little more astute, I came to learn that, no, 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 they are all equally important. And that the, the first, second, third, the numbering, the numeration, uh, is almost irrelevant. Almost irrelevant. You see, it does have an order, but it has nothing to do with the relative importance of the rights. Uh, you see, James Madison, he had whittled down a long list of amendments uh, which were proposed during the constitutional ratification. He argued that all the changes to the Constitution should be incorporated into the text itself rather than being tacked on at the end. Uh, Unfortunately for Madison, uh, he didn't win that argument, and ultimately we have now today the, the Ten Amendments of the Bill of Rights. Now, the order of the list, it does reflect Madison's view. The 1 through 10 ordering comes in the same order as the sections of the Constitution that would have had to have been modified uh, should Madison had had his way. So there's a little history lesson, uh, but it is important to this conversation because uh, it highlights the reality that all amendments to the Constitution are equally important, all right? And one does not trump another, okay? I also want to remind you of a very basic, very basic element uh, of, of a right, the rights that you and I enjoy. It's a, a theme we repeat here on the program from time to time, and it is that uh, my rights end when they start infringing upon your rights. 
All right. So with an understanding that no rights uh, of the of the Bill of Rights are more important than another and that there are certain limitations to our rights as long as they don't uh, step on or infringe upon the rights of another, which brings us to uh, an investigation which took place uh, by KSL Investigates led by Brittany Glass. Uh, she looked at two competing protest groups which are implementing uh, two very different rights both contained within the Bill of Rights. And there is one group whose tool is the First Amendment. And that's uh, most often the case. You see uh, the, the protesters who have taken to the street, uh, the, the peaceful ones, you know, the, the peaceful ones who are out there. Uh, that's a First Amendment thing. And also peaceably assembling. And they are exercising their right to speak. But now... Uh, and, and this all kicked off not long after the, the there was a protest in Provo. Do you remember this one uh, where the, the protesters had uh, blocked off the street and there was a vehicle that tried to get through and it was a, a protester who pulled a weapon and fired into a vehicle, striking someone in the arm. They drove away. Well, after that, there was an organization formed, and you've heard of this uh, organization uh, formed by a Provo native, uh, Utah Citizens Alarm. They have, uh, since about that time, uh, about June 29th, they have been keeping tabs on various uh, protest groups throughout the state of Utah and have been uh, descending upon uh, these protests. But what sets them apart? They this Utah Citizens Alarm Group, uh, they have been doing so uh, while exercising their Second Amendment rights to bear arms in an open carry fashion. Many AR-15s are on display and handguns on the hips. And the, the, the freedom of speech protesters, those who are communicating their message via the First Amendment, uh, they feel uh, that their rights are being infringed upon because they are fearful of speaking up. Uh, here is... Uh, the, the president, uh, Casey Robertson, of Utah Citizens Alarm, uh, has a very strong statement uh, for those protesters. So I'm sorry if you're offended by a gun, but wake up because America is at war. Now, another group, uh, Mama and Papa Panthers is the name of the group, uh, the, the founder and an activist of that group. Uh, it talks on different strategies uh, the, the Utah Citizens Alarms are, are taking and the protesters. You know, they say they're, they're there to keep the peace. Well, the way my group and like groups have shown that we're here for nonviolent protests is we don't bring enough ammo to take out a small village. The two sides of this right here are that uh, the the Mama and Papa Panthers, this group says that uh, you know we, we these are weapons of war. They have no point uh, being here in the midst of our uh, demonstration, and they are uh, in, inducing many individuals to stay home. You know because they are out here with their guns. Uh, those who would otherwise be out here exercising their First Amendment, uh, th they're deciding to stay home. Okay, well, who bears the responsibility there? Uh, lastly, just so we hear uh, from an adult in the room, we've got Jess Anderson, Commissioner of the Utah Department of Public Safety. He gives his perspective on this organization, UCA. Uh, we appreciate their support for law enforcement. That's their narrative. However, it's not uh, done with the proper training. It's not done with the proper 
uh, perspective or understanding and establish expectations right up front with them. Listen, we didn't request you. You're not the backup to the police. UCA says that they are uh, trailing these, uh, these protesters to keep the peace. Jess Anderson, public safety, says that, uh, okay, well, listen, the, the, the police can uh, handle this on their own, and we do not consider this organization to be our backup. And so what is the point of everyone being there? And is this a problem, and is this, is this something that ought to be resolved? Well, you see, we, we live in a time where <laughs> everyone's kind of pushing the envelope right now. And I would invite all sides of this to just stay in your lane, focus on your own objectives, and don't pick fights. And while it may be uncomfortable for you, the, the behavior of another group, uh, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Let's not pick fights. The First Amendment is incredibly important. Equally important is the Second Amendment. Equally important is everyone's safety. So let's be sure that as these protests continue, and as these competing protest groups come face-to-face with one another, let's please pray uh, that cooler heads at all turns uh, prevail. We have been enjoying a season of peace here in the state of Utah in terms of the protesters on the streets. Let's stay that course. Let's continue uh, with the good, the good, safe protesting that is happening, if uh, protesting at all is, in, in fact, necessary. All right, that's all I have to say on that. Uh, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to hear what you have to say uh, on this. Uh, where do you stand? Are, are either of these groups out of line, uh, or are they both equally exercising equally important uh, rights? 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a young lady who stood up to adults and did so in a very, very admirable fashion. Next on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.